Hey friends, it's Michelle Lamoureux and welcome to Friday Focus. This is a new series that I'm doing where I'm taking the week's interview, which can run anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes, and I'm giving you the highlight of the interview. So the intention behind it is to showcase either my favorite part of the interview because it was inspirational or it had an actionable tip that you could put into effect right away and play with yourself, or it just had something really interesting that will leave you thinking. So I hope you enjoyed this week's Friday Focus. Here we go. If we're gonna use inquiry, let's make it more tangible and more relatable. Yes. From like a concept thing to practice. I yeah. don't know if, do you consider it a practice? Sure, it's a practice. It's yeah. it's a it's okay. a practice from the standpoint of one has to apply the method, and one gets better at the method through the application of it. And so, you know, in this instance, to just to ground this in something more tangible, why do we ask questions around the nature of reality? It's because if you don't know what's real, then you don't know what's false, and then you're adrift, right? You how do you know? And so, so much of the suffering that goes on in the world is people are suffering because of their mental projections about the nature of reality. And they're suffering a fantasy, really. It's their own thoughts and their own story, and they're extrapolating it out to be a real, structural, you know, true thing. Right. But it's totally subjective, and it's totally a function of their predisposition to cognize the world the way they do. Right. All right. So let's break it down then. So let's give, I don't know, can we give a situation, a scenario, something where somebody could take a real like everyday challenge and apply inquiry? Sure. Um, So, you know, God, you could do it really about anything, but let's say somebody has, you know, anxiety about speaking, you know, just just for lack of it, uh, just for an instance. The possibility is to look at the experience and to slow it down and break it down so as to see why that may be so. So being somebody who didn't used to like to speak in public or you know, raise my hand in class so much, just being shy, I can say that I had a story of, oh, I hate public speaking just was in my head. My father didn't like it either. You know, it was just something I learned. It was something that I imagined was true. And so because I had imagined that to be true, I would react around the possibility of doing it in a particular way, which is Mm -hmm. my body would get tight and uncomfortable. I'd start thinking about making mistakes. I'd, you know, and boom, I'd be fearful, emotionally anxious. And then I'd be in this trance around something that hadn't even happened. And you get a physical reaction to all the thinking too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you do? Well, you look at it, you know, you say, well, why are you afraid of speaking? What, what does it bring up? If you, if you are willing to feel into the experience of what it is and to notice, okay, well, yeah, when I think I've got to give a public speech, my shoulders get tight, my body gets, my stomach tightens up. If you actually are willing to take the process apart and get clear on how it happens, 
you gain some freedom over the experience because you're clear about how it happens rather than just having it all happen. So my shoulders get tight, my stomach gets tight, my head starts to race and I start to think bad thoughts. Then I'm feeling a background experience of fear and I'm lost in all these different sensations and stories and right. experiences. Yeah. So and of your course mind I'm can not, go blank, right? Yeah. You think it, you're not going to remember. Exactly. Because you're yeah. not present because you're at the effect of all these subconscious arisings that happen around this notion of speaking publicly, let us say. Okay. You know? But in pulling that apart and being willing to experience these things, and this is done through coached questioning and really sharing space in a, in a very particular way, um, it becomes possible to see how it works for you. In other words, how it is you become afraid and how you put up the resistance to the experience. And in seeing that and in the willingness to feel into it to gain some control and clarity over the process, you gain the ability to make a different choice. I don't know yeah. how clear that came across. But. No, it's clear. So so let's stick with the same example then. So you are that person. You did have those feelings. Do you need the coach or could you just ask yourself like, wait, okay, I'm feeling tight in my throat. I'm feeling, you know what I mean? Whatever the physical sensations are like, what would be the, what? how would you do the inquiry on yourself? Like, how would you start creating that awareness so you could start seeing it differently. Yeah, great question. Because obviously you did. I mean you do you do public speaking. So well yeah, yeah. And and that was something that just evolved for me because it was necessary for my work and other things. But but so I just used it as an example. It's not yeah. so much that this was how that worked for me. But uh, I guess it had you had matter. inquiry then, because you didn't have it then. So That's let's right. say you had, had this I, tool, what would you have done? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So the way the process works is to, A, recognize what's going on. So if, let's say, I had to give a speech that was coming up and I had a lot of trepidation about that, I could just simply, okay, so what is here? What's it like in my physical body when I imagine that I have to give this speech? And feel into it. Notice what's here. Okay, my shoulders are getting tight. My stomach feels uncomfortable. I've got butterflies. And get really clear on what's happening in the body, just observing it in a non-judgmental, non-attached way. Mm -hmm. And when you get clear on that, when you give that some time, then the possibility becomes to ask, well, what's the story? What am I telling myself about this? And this, you know... It could be different things for different people, but it might be, okay, I, I'm going to fail and embarrass myself, you know? Okay, yeah, there's the story. What's the emotional flavor of the experience? Oh, I'm, you know, it could be I'm angry. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be put in this situation. And then you yeah. might feel into, well, what's deeper than that? Oh, I'm afraid. I don't, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to be laughed at. And then the possibility is, okay, well, let's say you did mess up. Are you willing to, to feel what that could be like? And so in the willingness to bear it, the loadedness that the imagination gives on the situation is dissipated. Yeah. And it's like, it's not the end of the world. Even if you make a mistake 
And so if you're willing to be open to the possibility and not be reactive and reflexively move away from it, yes, you begin to soften the edges on these imagined experiences. And then you're, you know, the, the problem really is that most of the time we pinpoint we we pinball around on reactivity. And so there's no clarity, there's no choice. It's just people are, you know, the, the analogy I use because uh, it's just real for me is it's like swimming and touching seaweed or the bottom and you, uh, you kind of jump up from it, you know, like we have all these boogeymen in our imagination around failure or something bad happening or this and that. And we never really look under the bed to see if anything's there or not. And so we live our lives moving away from these possibilities of fear and discomfort. Mm -hmm. And it just compounds and it becomes more and more mental and it becomes more and more something that's never addressed. And so it's, you know, the, the, the legend of the boogeyman under the bed just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. Creates limitations for your life and your enjoyment of life, right? Yeah, because you have a story about something you have no idea about. Right. You're making things up. Yeah. And this is what's happening so often is people are making things up in their head and they don't know what's real. And so they're moved about by these imagined stories. And look, the real-time ramifications of this are all around us in the world we're living in. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing what's real is is quite important. Yes. I think most of us are are often in our heads like you said either you know worrying about the future that hasn't happened or maybe somebody did have that bad experience and then they use that as reinforcement for how that's how it's always going to be that's just how it is for you. You're not you know, That's you don't right. have what it takes to, That's right. to get up there on the stage. You analogize every new experience in terms of a previous bad experience, and they're yes. not analogous, analogous. So yes. it's just an error. Yes, which could limit your ability to make friends or be in relationship That's with right. someone, right? Because you could just be like, oh, I always, whatever it is, attract the wrong yeah. person. And, and it's, or I, uh, yeah, it's limiting and it's... Um, fundamentally inaccurate so it's not very effective meaning the situation isn't the same and and so the possibility is rather than dragging the past into a new situation and trying to organize around that situation in the way you think you learned a lesson from the past which is to not be present in that situation the possibility is to be honest and not know and deal with what arises as it arises yeah it's interesting because the brain likes certainty and you're talking about a lot of not knowing, which right. is not something most of us just readily invite into our lives. Like, oh, great. Let me sit with this not knowing feeling. That's not, that's right. maybe that's where a coach is helpful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really a, a huge part of what happens in this process is there is a, for lack of another way of saying it, an energetic transmission of stillness and silence and not knowing of actually not having to move away from the discomfort. And so this is what's rare because we're all so conditioned to move away from the discomfort and try to act like a somebody who knows something because that's the currency in the 
larger social world. Yeah. And so to tell the truth, which is that we have no idea what's going on, really, yeah. you know, yeah. and we don't know what's going to happen in the next minute. And there really isn't security here and anything could happen at any time isn't all that popular, but it is honest. <laughs>